0: This podcast is part of the GWC Network. For more information on it or to check out some of our other awesome podcasts, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. After the tone, enjoy the show. This is FitSmart Podcast number eight, recorded April 15th, 2012. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, hopefully everyone's had a
1: good week. Yeah actually I had a pretty good week oh yeah same That's same nice my wife got a new car well Ugh. used new car but new, new uh, for you new That's for, how new I for me it. yeah i drive a new for me car too <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> so
1: she's she's pretty pretty psyched about that and uh, so uh Got a lot of cardio in cleaning out the garage so we could fit it in <laughs> later, but, uh, and lifting and lifting. Yeah. So I got, I got some good cardio, some good working out. Yeah. We and, were talking uh, about the, uh, one rep of coffee table moving. Yes. Yeah. That was, uh, that was fun. Nice solid oak, uh, coffee table with a <laughs> top that lifts up. It's really nice. You know, so if you're, you have it in front of the couch and you want to eat while watching TV or your exercise video, I should know, uh, while watching, <laughs> watching TV, it folds up. So I got my, uh, Got my row in, pulling the uh, pulling it, you know, tight so I could do it. And my squat in, lifting it up, and then uh, <laughs> walked it out. But uh, yeah, so I got I got my my lifting in along with some cardio nice. and sweeping and all. But uh, so it's
0: been good. That's awesome. And no tornadoes, so even better. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, for me, I this has been one of those handle the the difficult scheduling time, right? But it's still been working out okay. I feel like uh, my fallback has kind of been four days a week, and I've been getting that, which is good. I, I mean, it's you're, all right. still, you're still you know, right on. You
1: know, you're still making the getting the results and getting the getting the days in, which is good. So.
0: But it's you know you always want more. But if there's one thing and I know we talked about this last week, but it really struck home this week. You know, it's like yeah. learning to say, "Hey, you know, partial success is not failure." Correct. You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you 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 know, having that partial you know things are going to be partial failure and
1: also means no partial success. Yeah, right. And, and so you know, at least you're still moving in the right direction, or at least not moving in the wrong direction at that point.
0: I have to mention one thing, though, that, that is kind of funny, and, and it, can, it can seem negative, but it's actually a big, a big positive if you remember it. Right. I, every now and then, I will get in a zone where maybe it's a time crunch or something else is going on, or I just get in a funk where I don't want to go to the gym. Sure. And yet, every time, every single time... You feel dramatically better afterward. I mean, you get oh, the yeah. endorphin rush. It's like you get all that stuff and you're like, God, this is great. You know? Right. And yet you, then the next day you do the same stupid thing where you're like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know <laughs> it's uh, like, yeah, I'm not if sure. If you can I just wouldn't. get over the hump, if you can just get there. Yeah. Cause then you get there and you're going to do your stuff. You came to the gym. You're yeah. not going to like, oh, I'll go home.
1: Yeah, exactly. You're not going <laughs> to drive there,
0: you know, get a, get out, walk in the gym, sign in and go. Yeah, no. yeah. I'll just go home now. Yeah. I already so, put that effort yeah. in. <laughs> so you're going to do it and then afterward you just feel great. And yeah. you feel so much better not just partially mentally because you just did the thing you intended to do and and physically uh, from from the endorphin rush and right. the whole nine yards, it's just everything is better. Definitely.
1: Yeah, and it's 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 kind of one of those one of those things that it's you know you get you you make that plan, you follow it and all of a sudden you're like, "Okay, I'm happy cuz I accomplished what I was going for, but um, I also feel better cuz like you say, nice endorphin rush. Oh, it's all feel good. good. You know, and then uh, you know, then you you when you go home and eat because you need
0: the refuel after the workout, you feel good about it. No guilt whatsoever. Exactly. <laughs> and I yeah, I still feel guilty eating when I know it's right for me and everything and and I don't after that. If I've no. had a good workout that day, if I know everything's on track, nothing. You're like sweet. Hell food. yeah, I do my food. <laughs> I'm good. Yep. We had some calls. Yes, we did. I know, and there's one that we wanted to take right up front. Yes, we did.
2: Hey, guys. It's Reg from Houston. i um, just calling to make a comment. I was listening to the latest podcast about scheduling workout times. Um, And, you know, just one thing that's worked for me, um, you know, as a mom with a family and and two kids that are busy and lots of after-school activities, um, I found that um, I have to actually schedule my workouts on my calendar. I mean, I, I live and die by my Google Calendar. I have everything on there, my work schedules, my PTO stuff, you know, extracurricular activities for the kids. So I actually schedule the workouts on my calendar and give myself little calendar reminders because I mean, that that way I know that I've made the time for it. Um, you know, and it's not 100%. I don't make every single workout that I schedule, but you know, I try and look at it. You know, every maybe about every two weeks and see if I need to adjust it and change the time. So that's one thing that's worked good. Um, also, you know, my kids are getting a little bit older. You know, and their their practices for their activities are getting a little bit longer. So. Um, what I'll often do is I'll drop them off at their practice, and then I'll go to the Y and work out, whereas before I used to just maybe sit there, you know, on my ass for two hours reading a book or doing something. Um, You know, sometimes I still do that, but a lot of times I'll just take advantage of that time um, when I know the kids are, you know, being supervised. I don't really have to sit there with them for two hours while they practice, you know, for football or whatever, and I'll go and get a workout in, so that's worked out, you know, really good for me as well, and um, you know, I've kind of gotten in the habit of that, so, you, so now I'm used to it. But, you know, it was, a, it was a little difficult at first if you're not used to, you know, scheduling that time. So um, just some suggestions. Um, loving the podcast, and um, I look forward to listening to Fit Smart. I'm really enjoying it. Okay, talk to you all later. Bye.
1: That's great. Um, one thing I, lo- I really like about that is actually putting something in your schedule because oftentimes when you have an opening if you don't put something in, something else gets
0: put in for you. As yeah, you know. that's true. I, I think of it kind of like I do this, too, by the way, Reg. Right. For what it's worth, I, I, that's exactly <laughs> how I do it. Sure. And and I don't always do it. And sometimes I do it, but I do it at a different time or whatever. But I treat it like we talked about with the food. Like I use the, the food. In fact, we were doing this earlier yeah, We were, today. yes. Um, I, I use the food for what if I go in and I build a sample day and play with it and figure out if it's going to work for me. And then I don't always do that. So I change it as I go. That's right. exactly how I do the schedule too.
1: Yeah. And it and it really, one of the big things that really helps with that is that again, you, when you look at your day coming up, you you've got it planned out for the day, the week, the month, however you, how far ever far out you go. If something does come up unexpectedly, you can find a place to put it. Okay. Well, I have to do this today, which means maybe it's going to be in the spot where my workout would be, but I've got another open slot tomorrow that I didn't have it in. I can easily move that workout over to there. And, yeah. that, and that really does help to, to get you you know going on track and staying on track a lot, a lot better than just, you know, randomly seeing what will happen throughout the day.
0: Yeah. It's, it's the same way. Like if you try to go through the day eating by kind of guessing and seeing what, and yeah, you get better at it and you can do that sometimes. But right. It's just if you have a plan, whether you follow the plan exactly or not, things go better. Right. That's, a you know. Yeah. Well, again, going back to, you know, what you were doing with the, we were doing with
1: the food earlier today, we were talking about, you know, changing your protein, carb, you know, balance uh-huh. and, uh, you know, going through going, well, if I change this for breakfast and this for lunch and you're like, okay, we're seeing it then. Let's just put in the standard dinner. And you're like, boom, wait, we're exactly back oh, to where we crap, started from. You know, okay, what do we need to do? And that, and oftentimes that's what happens is you are making certain changes, but maybe not enough. Yeah. And if you don't have that plan in place, you don't have that schedule in place, you, it, it, you may feel you're doing the right thing and going the right way. And you're doing something which is better than nothing. But sometimes it's enough of what you've been doing before unless you make that schedule change it's going to just bring you back right to where your what your habit is what your normal you know pattern of of uh, action is at that point
0: yeah and and i mean i just i can't hold it all in my head oh sure i just can't and and i know exactly what she's talking about because for me it's different stuff but it's the same kind of load up you know like like i have school and work and and uh and all the podcasts and yes. all all of that and and any kind of private life i want to have and right all of that. So you put all that together and it it's just stupid. You can't keep up with it. So I I, I gave into the schedule uh, back when I started school. Right. And, well,
1: yeah, and it's nice. And especially with the, like I say, Google schedule and the smartphones and everything <laughs> yeah. like that. Oh, I yeah. mean, it's just you can put in. Do I need to? I want to be reminded, you know, 15 minutes ahead, yep. hour ahead, a <laughs> day ahead. You know, I've got some things that'll pop up and go, oh, yeah, I got to do that this weekend. And it's Wednesday, you know, and then I've got it scheduled. So a couple of times it'll pop up and it's like. You know, because it helps keep it top of mind. And even as a trainer, all of my clients, you know, I have them scheduled when they're going to be in. And as a general rule, I ha- I know who's going to be in on what day. But by the same token, I still look at it every day. I want to make sure. And then do I need to move something? And if there's an open slot, what am I going to do during that hour? Am I going to leave it available in case I need to move someone around and put a tentative schedule? You know, not on my not on the computer at work computer, but I'll have it on my phone going. You know, I've got a two hour block right there. That's a great time to get a workout in, or that's a time. You know what? I live close enough to the gym, or you know, when I, where I work. Oh, well, you know what? I need to get my grocery shopping done. Why don't I go when no one else is there, and so I can I'll tentatively put it in, schedule you that
0: grocery shopping. Yeah, and I'll and
1: I'll have why that. not? And it and it what it does is it reminds me instead of just going. Oh, I got two hours off, and then just you know go into the break room and turn on Top Gear and watch BBC USA <laughs> or whatever yeah. it is. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah. oh crap! I meant to do grocery shopping and go out and get it done. You know, so. But by the same token too is I do sometimes schedule time to play my video games. You know, I've got I like to have that that time off. So, you know, putting in your your time with family, even that, you know what? And my schedule at work, you know, if you'll look at it, it said car shopping with Marsha. You know, it actually was I'd block those hours off so nothing else would go in there. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, and, and that was part of it too. Like a, a friend of mine who is extremely uh organized and extremely driven person. Uh, made some suggestions to me uh, about a year ago about scheduling, and I've really used a lot of them. I've customized some of them to my own needs, but I I use the crap out of them. The two things that I think really apply to this was, number one, sitting down and literally, even if it's not always at the beginning of changes in your life, to schedule every moment to see what (laughs) it looks like. Yeah, definitely. And you can't maintain that. But looking at it over a week or two to say, like for me, I was like, well, I'm going to do this schoolwork. When are you going to do that? Okay, well, I think I need about four hours. Good. Put it on the calendar.
1: Put it on. Now,
0: I know you're not going to leave it on there all the time and you're going to move it around and stuff, but put it on there and let's see how it works, you know? And then you can see I'm not doing that. Okay, well, I need to do that sometime. When's that going to be? And plus, once you get a feel for it, it really helps you to... Make smart decisions cost benefit wise, like we talked about last week Correct. in terms of your schedule. Like if somebody says, Oh, let's go do something, what are you giving up for that? Right. And and it may be perfectly worth it. It may not, you know, but you don't know unless you can see what you're giving up for that. Oh yeah, definitely. And and what I like about doing that as well is that it
1: really gives you a good idea if you're overextending yourself or not. Oh yeah. yeah. And yeah. I mean and Which I you, am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know how six hours and of sleep I think and the night is, too. <laughs> good for you rich but, you know, but <laughs> yeah, you know give your and, but it's also important to to sometimes schedule in that downtime yeah you know and yeah. I, I joke about scheduling in video game time and all too no, but i mean but. you know that that's for me that's kind of the the shut the brain off relax do nothing you know Talk to people that I, you know, met online and and know and just like you know, yammer away. But it's good, just brain dead time, and it, and having that is yeah.
0: good. Even if you're engaged during that, for me, and and this is just my own personal kind of issue, I have found that if I don't have some time that I leave entirely open to do whatever I want to do, right, I will get mad. Oh yeah, like I I will start to resent all the things I do, even when they're beneficial and I chose to do them. Right, I schedule them. You know, right. right. I will get angry and resentful about them. If and, and every so often I will schedule like a like like part of a Sunday or something, half a Sunday where I'm like just it's empty on purpose. Sure. I'm like I'm going to do whatever I feel like doing during that yeah. time. And so a lot of times I may even choose to work during that time. But it doesn't matter cuz I chose you it. You chose it. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, you know, and I'm getting what I need. You're getting what you need in and it's like
1: okay, this is what I actually I'm in the mood to yeah. do this, you know, and it's you know, it it's like, you know, it would think, you know, Easter Easter weekend, Easter (laughs) Sunday, I'm cleaning out the garage. Right. May not sound, you know, a lot of people like, Ooh, that's kind of, I'm like, no, but you don't understand how good I felt to have that clean and organized. And, you know, and knowing that I was almost to the point where, you know, you know, because like I said, going car shopping with my wife, yep. trying to find that, that uh, car that she really wanted. Guess what? It fits in the garage great right now. And other benefits happen to turn out is that, you know, my, uh, all my tools are actually organized in my rollaways as opposed to stacked up in car. You can pil- I work on the car. I can actually work on it if I need to. And so there's a lot of good benefits from it that it may not be for everybody. But again, it was a choice to do that. And I'm okay with that because, again, it was something the benefit I got from it was exactly
0: what I wanted the the other suggestion that he made that i think really helps me and i do do this every day is you know most people at least i think have a morning routine yes you know and and you get up you do your business you know you 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 know you do you make your breakfast whatever it is you do you got your you got your list at some point in that process inject in like 5 or 10 minutes to pop out your smartphone or whatever it is you keep your schedule in right. and take a quick look at your schedule and just think through what's going to happen that day and see what you missed or, or what's different today or what's going to happen. And having that straight in your head and the first couple of days, it seems kind of like annoying. Oh, and I then can see that. For a few days, for, for a number of weeks after that, it seems redundant and stupid. You're like, because you look doing? at it and you're like, oh, this is stupid. It's the same as every Tuesday, you know? Right. But then after a while, you start catching things like you'll you'll realize you look at it and you'll think, uh, oh, hey, there's that thing I didn't realize that's not a normal Tuesday or or, you know, man, I really didn't get all that stuff done that I was supposed to do yesterday. I really need to add that. And I didn't because I was in a hurry. Right. I'll just yeah, I should move this around a little, and you catch yourself just naturally doing that in that ten minutes, and it really makes a difference, just having some situational awareness of your schedule first thing in the morning that's awesome
1: well it you know I could definitely see an advantage to that in that you you're going in with the plan, basically yeah. you, you know what's what to yeah. expect, and since you know what to expect. Everything that you had planned, there's no surprises there. So anything that does pop up, you're like, yeah, I can fit that in here. Or you might have, you know, if somebody at work, hey, I need you to do this. Say, well, I can do that by tomorrow. I can't get it in today, but it's not. You actually already have an idea, as opposed to allowing, you know, the the little fires, the little distractions to pull you pull you off. And I think a lot of that even applies when you're working out. It's you know, same idea. You're going in with a plan of what you're going to do for your cardio or what you're going to do for your for your, for your lifting. And obviously there's going to, going to be some changes because, you know, hey, you're going to go in and you're going to do your Smith machine. Guess what? Someone's on it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to do this. Okay. I'm doing my workout here. Okay. Smith machine's open. I'm going to go, oh, someone beat me to it. All right. Guess what? I'm not going to do the Smith machine today. I'm going to jump over and do something
0: else. I think that might be one of the single biggest changes in the last year. Of working out is that I used to just be like I I I just had to do certain things a certain and the world would end if I didn't sure and now it doesn't feel that way like I'll go in and I've had a situation where I was doing leg day and we were doing things with the Smith machine and it was taken so I just walked over to the squat cage reduced the weight because I knew I wasn't comfortable with the free weights as much and did it there. And okay, so it's a little different. All right. You but know? difference not
1: always bad either. I mean, especially when it comes to weightlifting. You know, you can yeah, yeah. change it up a little bit for you.
0: You're used to okay, so you, there are three uh there are three different leg extension machines. Right. In that place. They're all a little different. Yeah, they target you know? a little different, they sit a little different, weights different. They so, also all involve leg extension. And right. if you sit on one and you and you you know, so one has numbers one, two, three, four, five on them, <laughs> one has weights, the other has weights that are not the same no, weight. No, no, no as the other one exactly and you know what you just get on after a while you kind of know but but you know, first time I freaked out, you know, and the second I did something else, you know, right. and now I'm like, that's a leg extension machine. And I get on it and I'm like, that's not enough. Okay. That feels about, okay, that's cool. You know? Right. <laughs> and then I, I started making little notations of which one I used. Right. So that like I got on one, I'm like, what did I do last time on this? You know, and you can, yeah. I can find it, but. Which is one of the other things I love about smartphones. If yeah. you're,
1: if you're um, comfortable with it, you can use that. Because I mean, you can you can you're listening to your music while you work out. Yeah. If you do that, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, let me make some notes. Da 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 da. You know, like you put
0: in there, increase yeah. next time. You know, you've got the little, Dude, X notes. Put a little plus notes. Yeah, <laughs> that means that means I thought this was pretty easier than it should have been, and I probably want to raise it next time. Right. And
1: and the nice thing is, is it's instant. It's in there. You you know, depending on what you're doing on, on your lifting, rest times can be 30 seconds to a minute and a half, two minutes, depending on where you're going. Plenty of time to mess around with that. Plenty of time to put it in. And, you know, you can fix it up and just have your little little notes. Just even if you, all you do is open it up and go into, you know, create a little memo type, type a certain few things in. Guess what? You have that when your mind is on it and now you don't have to worry about it next time you go, oh, yeah, I made notes, click, click, click. Oh, yeah, I was going to do this, or, you know, it said, you know, I, I meant to try try this machine a little bit different, or I meant to do this workout. It really does help, and it's, you know, essentially in-time scheduling, but you're putting yourself for success for the next time you go in because you've you've got those notes and everything that you need.
0: Yeah, I have kind of a little routine that I do with it like everything, you know. I walk in, and I, uh, I, I start uh, – I start the process with uh, grabbing, like, if I'm going to do a particular type of day that I've done before, I go back to the previous one and I grab it, copy it, and paste it into today. Perfect. Now I have, like, what I want to do. Then as I go through that process, I end up, oh, I did a different machine, or, oh, I needed to bump that weight up or down, or, you know, I just change it as I go. And at the end, I have a record of what I did and I move on and forget about it, you know? Right. Well, the other thing I like about that, too, is
1: that, um, a lot of times when you're in working out, you've you've got the plan ahead of time. So you decide, okay, I'm going to do, um, you know, uh, three three sets, you know, standard sets, and the four sets going to be a drop set just using kind of what we yeah. were working with on there. Honestly, by the time you get to that four set, you don't want to do a drop set. You don't really want to do it. But guess what? You committed to oh, you it ahead so of time. Right. I,
0: no, now here's a funny one. I have actually played the game where if you write it down, you got to do it. Yep. So, like, sometimes I won't write it down. <laughs> I'll wait. Like, oh, sure. Like, literally today when I was kind of feeling out the uh, the exercises we did together, I didn't know how they were going to work at all. Sure, definitely. Because they could be easier. Some of them were easier. Some of them so, were harder because I wasn't maybe quite as accurate with how I was doing. So, I kind of, I didn't write anything down, actually. I wrote down the first starting one. Right. And then I wrote each set as I did it so I could kind of figure it out. Right. Next time, you know, but... But I started playing, you know. You start playing like even I even started tricking myself by the time with like a tricep pull. Come on, I've done lots of tricep pull downs and sure. every con- lots of combinations. Not everyone, yeah. but a bunch, right? And uh, I'm looking at it. So like I just wrote down 17 for the last one. There you go. You know, because that's that's crappy. I wrote it down. And I got to do it. Yeah, like you know. Crud. And it was not good. It took me uh, three tries. Three tries to yeah. do it. But you know what? Yeah. Hell with it. Whatever. I mean, it's failure, yeah. right? That's what that's, we're looking for. That's what we're case. looking for. I got. I got three failures we'll call that a (laughs) triple win triple win exactly (laughs) you got
1: you got the triple crown there on that one so but yeah and i i do i do a lot of the same thing is you know it's once i go in i'm like okay this is what my workout's going to be this is what i'm going to do and uh um and on there are times i'm like I overestimated. Well, guess what? I overestimated. <laughs> now, now you got to do it, right? Now I'm going to make it. Now I'm going to make it happen at that point. And it's it's, you know, I've always been okay, I said it. I my I wrote the check. Now I got to cash <laughs> it. So I'm going to make it and make it happen. And, it is fun to play those little games. But it is because it it's motivational because you're like, well, some part of me knew I could do it. So what? <laughs> why am I not I did able it last to do it? time? What yeah. the hell? Why can't I do it now? You should be able to do at least do that. Now. I I should be stronger. And so it 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 it's one of those that I like to play, but again, it's, you know, it comes down again. It's just like scheduling. It's you're putting that out there and you're making it happen, you know, and I'm really glad to reg that you're able to, to, to work that in because that, you know, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense, you know, when you have kids and you have a family and scheduling um, if you don't schedule it, time's going to fit. Something's going to find that time, you know, it's going to fill up. Oh yeah.
0: Just like the food. If you don't pay attention to what you eat. Yep. It'll so, fill up. It will fill up, yeah, <laughs> and typically with not what you
1: want or you should have, I guess, should say at that point. It's not for me. So, but uh, I think um, didn't uh, who who was it? BMI question? Yeah, it, it was uh, Ferris. Ferris called in. I think it's actually a really good good question here.
2: Chuck, Mitch,
0: good morning. This is Ferris. Question: Body mass index, controversial metric. I don't know anybody who is ideal or um, measures up to what body mass index says they should measure up to, healthy people included. So rather than question the value of it, let me ask you this. How do you make use of the body mass index? What is a useful frame of reference for this particular statistic? Thank you. Uh, you do know somebody, Ferris. <laughs> uh, the irony here is that in I, I just happen to be in the zone right now, right now, uh, so. at this particular moment <laughs> today. Um, I, I I weigh one hundred and eighty point one pounds. I'm six foot one, so it says I'm twenty three point eight, which is right where you right want to be, smack in the middle of normal. So. But yeah. you're absolutely right. I mean, that, I'm kidding totally because uh, you that will change. Because yeah. like, okay, the fun example, Mitch, who is in way better shape <laughs> than I am, right is actually not. I'm overweight. Yeah, <laughs> according to BMI,
1: I'm overweight at this point. So, uh, um So there you go. So it it is in that aspect it does. I you know, that's where the controversy comes in. yeah and, and the the thing to keep in mind though is it's, you know, just because it's doesn't work for everybody all the time doesn't mean it's a bad measurement. Yeah, you just have to pay attention to what it's measuring. Correct. You know, okay. and you know, if you know, body mass index for those of you that don't know is a measure of weight and height yeah and that's it that's it's all. a
0: it's their it's a best guess with with normal curves of people the weight and height and what that would mean in terms of that that's how they calculate it and the normal or, it's just a guess based it is on.
1: And and again, it's you know because it doesn't. I mean, if you have two people that are the same weight and the same height, and one person is holding more muscle and one person is holding more body fat, it's going to give them the same number on BMI.
0: Heck, like all bodybuilders, all large bodybuilders all are obese. Are obese of, according
1: to BMI? Yeah, because they're for their height, the amount of weight they're carrying, they're 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 obese. Yeah. Um, the thing, I, the way I like to use it and utilize it is when you look at the extremes. When you're high on the uh, BMI chart or really low, if you're really high. Typically, it means you need to lose lose some weight. If you're really low, it needs to, means you need to gain some weight. Once you get into that middle, is where it becomes less and less effective. So, on the extreme ends, it's very effective. It's very it's a very good measurement. As you move closer and closer to the center, it becomes more and more nebulous, depending on where your body fat percent is at.
0: You know, I, I one interesting thought about this that occurred to me is, I think all of us are guilty from time to time of obsessing about the scale. Yes. And what's really funny is that I think what Ferris said is a relatively common attitude toward BMI, which is that's just BS. It's just crap. Yeah. And yet when you actually figure it, unless your height is changing a lot, which I'm guessing (laughs) it's not. Probably not. It means the scale. The scale. Exactly. So essentially, you know, just carry it over. Right. Scale is BS two. It's not it doesn't mean that the scale is bad. It just means that it is a measurement. It is one measurement. You have to interpret that measurement based on what you're trying to do, what you know, what what you expect that should right. happen, you know, and well and and the other thing about that too that I'll I'll
1: throw out there is if you're looking at the take the BMI chart and if you start obsessing about the say one to two pound change, you know, because it's fluctuating one to two pounds, look at the BMI chart, add one or two pounds. Does it change it? Not really. You're yeah. not you're yeah. not gonna see. So really the one to two pounds, don't matter. Don't yeah, don't really it's it's no reason to to stress about it that much. And it's it is effective because in the use, because a lot of times most people don't have as much access
0: to getting their body fat percent done consistently. Oh hell yeah. And and we were talking about this. This is really funny because I mean, I'm I'm a data geek. If yes. I could, I would have my caliper measurements every day. <laughs> Just keep doing it. Let's and see I where I it's at. They're going to go all over the place. Yeah. I don't care. I could figure that out. I want to see the the tracking of it. The Hell Yeah, of it. you know is the, yeah yeah. And I you know, but I can't because of course to do the caliper measurements, you have to like position the caliper, and I can't. You, it's impossible to position the caliper. In such a way that you're not stretching yourself where the <laughs> measurement's inaccurate. Right. And uh, Audra, I don't think would want to see it every day, <laughs> so I can't con her into trading and letting sure. me do her. And she she'll can, do you, but but so I just can't do that. And there are electronic ones, uh, which a couple of things to know about the electronic ones. If you hear somebody, you know, you know, saying, "Yeah, I've got like four percent body fat," okay, they're using an electronic ma- yeah. measurement because it they read notoriously low. Yeah, they're they're typically
1: typically different, and uh, um, but they trend pretty well. But they do, and that's the big thing. As long as you're looking at the trend, don't you know? Don't worry so much about what the number exactly says. Yeah, where did it go? Where did it go? Is it going up? Is it going down? Is it staying the same? And does that match with your
0: goals? If
2: yeah. That's,
1: if that's what you're trying, if you're trying to stay the same, is it staying the same? If you're trying to drop it down, is it going down?
0: Be aware that hydration is a huge issue with those things. Very big. If you want to know, just try it. Yeah. Like drink a big ass glass of water and wait 15 minutes and try it. Right. And you, I swear you'll watch it move. It's, it's, I think you could drink water and watch it move. Right.
1: Why? <laughs> well, and, and if, you want to, if you want to hear something um, even more interesting, because um, I have, I have well, actually both my wife and I have one, because I'll, I'll use it. Some people um, prefer it. And when I have clients that are very, very heavy. Um, the, uh, sometimes it's a little bit easier to do just the electronic than it is the pinch. Cause with the pinch, depending, sometimes the belly fat gets really hard Yes, and you don't get as accurate of a pinch. And at that point, some, the actual calipers can, um, are not as accurate or as, as good trending wise, um, with the, uh, as the handheld is, cause I've actually had it where with the pinch I've actually, as they've lost weight, their body fat percentage saying it's going up, even though I know it's going down based on circumference measurements, because I can actually now pinch because the the fat is actually soft enough that I can actually get a real measurement around there. But um, I was doing a measurement in, in the in the gym, and it was I was in one area where it had low low ceilings and fluorescent lights, and I stood under a light, and then uh, after it measured it, walked over to the high ceilings under a, a skylight and measured it, and I got a three percent difference. Yeah, and so it it, it can so if, when you're using it consistency. Time of day, hydration, yep. and yep. where you're doing it, whether you're standing or sitting, all, all make difference. And you should be standing, actually, Just when you're doing it.
0: Just do drawing. whatever you do. Do it the same each time, exactly. Yes. Same clothing or none. Right. Which is usually the easiest. I yep. mean, first thing in the morning, get Just up and do up. it. If you, Especially if you get up at the same time. And uh, you know, it, and then look for the trend. Yeah absolutely and and for what it's worth i mean like i mean just to put it in perspective of how far off they can be in terms of the actual number i mean like mine was indicating like five, four, five, right um when i was at 18, 18 17, 18%, 17 18 percent yeah. right um but but it trended almost exactly with it right so it was great so you're like okay so i mean we're if you map them they're yeah. going to be on two different yeah. levels but they're going to go the same so i just ignore mm-hmm. what the number says entirely with it and right. look at what, how is it trending, and if it's trending up or down that's what i want to know right and
1: and that's exactly how I would have you use the b m i chart and how I use it with my with my clients Is it going in the right direction? Are we going where you want to where you want to be and well, that, and at that a point it becomes
0: useful I think something that I can't stress enough as something that and I say this because it shocked me and surprised me a lot was that you know like when and I, I think I've mentioned this briefly before, but like when I was two hundred and sixty pounds, and I was watching it go down, you know, right. and even at two hundred and forty pounds, you know, I had lost some significant weight. I was, I saw the trend going and everything. Right. I thought, man, I'm going to get to, you know, I'm going to get to maybe two hundred pounds, you know, one hundred ninety. Sure. I'm going to be good to go. Be like, I'm there. I, I'm, I'm hitting. Awesome, and and I got there, and and you kept telling me, you know, at this, he's like, you know, you're not, you don't really know what you're final weight's going to be, because I'm like, what's my final weight got to (laughs) be? And you're like, actually, you don't really know know until you you get there and you couldn't really. So we just kind of refocused me in different directions, which was smart, I think. (laughs) But, but in hindsight, you know, now I get it. I I couldn't have without experiencing it though, which is why I wanted to mention it here is that you get to that, you get within, I don't know, 10 or 20% of, of what might be your final weight. Right. You really don't know because so much depends. And this is directly to Ferris's question, you know? Sure. I mean, technically, yeah, you know, you might eventually start by targeting something that's in the BMI normal range if, yep. if you're not trying to do something unusual. Correct. But you get there, as you approach it, you kind of slow down, which thankfully you dictated. You kind of yes. slowed down the weight loss. And then once I was kind of a little slowed down, we looked at it and kind of played with it. And because so, I don't know, you wonder, how do you really want to look? You right. know, yeah. what do you want to be able to do? And
1: yeah. what's what's you know, what is the what's the goal? You know, once you've hit that, that weight loss goal or once you've hit that in that general area, okay, now are you happy with, you know, how you look? Are you happy with your performance now that
0: you know you can change it? Exactly. You've like, okay, (laughs)
1: you've, you've been successful at changing it. Now is this what you want? Yeah. You know, and you know, I mean, if, if say one of the goals is to, you know, get a certain number of pull ups in or a certain number of push ups in, you know, um, And you know, adding that extra muscle and adding the extra size to get a different shape to the body definitely makes those pull-ups harder.
0: So that was (laughs) a funny one. That was a shocker for me too. Like, okay, so for me, funny thing, and I would have never, I could have never guessed any of this until we got there. But so we get down to like, you know, start slow. First of all, we went to slow down at two hundred and twenty pounds, and it took there to bottom out at one eighty. Yeah, getting you to
1: start eating. Let's say, add a little more food. Add a little more food, and like yeah, you said, you, you've always <laughs> tr- you had struggled with it, still do. So yeah. it, it was that. But if I eat this much more, I'm going to be 260. It's like again. telling an alcoholic have a drink.
0: I'm yeah. like, you know, you no. can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> and and so it literally took almost 40 pounds of weight loss before we stopped it. Right. You know, and then and then sure enough, when we stopped it, I looked at 180, and I'm like, I just wow. Here, I thought I'm I weigh less than I had intended to. Right. And I just look like a normal dude you're
1: like I'm like okay. I go
0: to the gym you know five six days a week for hours and I look like a normal dude. that's not gonna work for me <laughs> you're like oh this is not where's where's my reward where's yeah, my yeah I mean I'm like yeah so so I had to kind of sheepishly come in and go yeah I want to look different you know because <laughs> you at first you're like yeah I don't care about any of that stuff and then you right. get there and you're like actually yeah I do I, I, like maybe I, I do a little different, bit you know yeah. And, and you're like, all right, well, we're going to put muscle on. Remember, I said that was hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were actually kind of looking before the podcast. We were looking at some of the data that I had. Yes. And it was really entertaining because like you can see that for six months, it just goes down the straight line. It's just this it's straight line, hill. right? Yeah. Right down to like to, to, to and then it curves out to 180. 180 right. And then it, for a full year, it edges up a, to 200. To 200. Adding just that twenty pounds, a full year, a full year of like just eating like mad and right. lifting and 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 learning. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and then finally I got to two hundred and I, I I I was like, I kind of like this. I can do more and I can lift more and I'm right. a little bigger. But I'm like, man, I'm 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 kind of pudgy again. I put, you know? I put a little bit of body fat back you know? on. So. okay, so let's get rid of that. And then so for three, well, about six months, I guess. Right. I I I dropped weight again, and of course it's easy now. Now you're you're like you know I can how? do this.
1: You've got more muscle. Yeah, so you pointed out, higher. yeah.
0: Not only do you know how, right, and you're very clear on how to do that, you know, and what works and what doesn't, but you also have that additional muscle, which right. makes it easier because you're burning more anyway. Yeah. So you know, like I'm you, doing the
1: even if I did the exact same thing, it's going to work better, it faster. Yeah, it goes faster,
0: and and you don't want to because you're trying to. And and so we headed back down, and then it took about six months to get down to uh, to one sixty seven. Right, was the I bottom. I think is where you yeah where you bottomed out on the and which was weight. interesting because I thought oh I could never weigh that little, and right. actually it wasn't that bad. And you in and in some ways because you got leaner, you actually looked bigger
1: at one sixty seven yeah, than you it did, did it around weird. at two hundred. You, you was because it was smoother. more defined. You, you had a lot more of the definition. You yeah. actually looked bigger.
0: But, but, I'm like, yeah, I wanna I want more, right, you know, so we spent another three, four months to get back to one eighty right again, yep, you know, which is interesting, so what's but the, that's kind of interesting in and of itself, but what was also kind of weird was how I something that I wanted to share about uh you had told me, and I didn't get until like a year plus later, right. We did three days a week at least of lifting. Correct. During the weight loss. During the weight loss, yes. And I have to admit that I I would say probably ten percent of the people that I meet that are losing weight, right, do any kind of lifting. Yep. In the process. Unfortunately. Yeah. And and let me tell you, especially if you're a guy, this applies to anyone. Audra right. lifted the whole time too. Yes, she did. Uh, so if you're a woman and you think, oh, I'm going to bulk up, we well, yeah, just look at Audra. Yeah. She's Audra lifts a lot. She's very, very strong. Yeah. And uh, she is not bulky. Not at all. And, but he, especially if you're a guy, the, it, there is a fair chance. I can tell you right now <laughs> that when you lose that weight that you're going to get to the bottom and you're going to be like, yeah, I don't want to look normal. Right. I can look better than normal because I know what I'm capable of doing and right. I want that. Yep. And that probably is going to mean putting some muscle on And even if you 're not i'm i am i'm not a big guy by any stretch i'm not, not, not even going close. for the bodybuilder look, not trying to get huge no you know? i just i just don't want to be skinny, you know right, and I want to be able to do things it's fun right. to be able to lift big things and right. move things move and stuff you yeah. know and and that involves putting on muscle and it is it is I am not kidding like you told me, I can attest. An order of magnitude, maybe two orders of magnitude harder. More difficult, definitely. And guess what? You know, you told me in the beginning, and I didn't put all the two two together (laughs) here, okay? But you told me, you're like, okay... Uh, we're lifting not because you expect to build anything right. and you may not even get stronger though. You probably will to some sure. extent, but you, we may not even get any stronger. We're just trying to hold on to some of yeah. a little bit. You're going to lose a bunch of this by cause you don't need it. Right. You're, you have the extra muscle cause you're carrying the weight around. So but we, if we lift a little, we're going to hang on to a little more of it. Correct. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever, <laughs> but I'll do it, you know, right. cause you know what you're doing. I'll do it. But here's the thing. If you hung on to an extra couple, maybe three or four or five pounds in the course of losing a hundred pounds. Right. It's a bitch to put on five pounds of muscle. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. it is a bitch. It might take you six months right. or a year to put on effectively, especially if you're not a. Uh, yes, I know. I know you read about the actor who put on twenty pounds of muscle in in three months right. for a movie. And I, if you had nothing else to do, and and a chef and a trainer uh, every day, seven not, days not a week, a, to seven days a new. week, and you could do that too. Okay, right. but if you're a guy that's going to work out uh, as I do, I did during that period uh, during that first period of gain, right. Where I was working out five, six days a week, an yes. hour, maybe two hours a day, putting the time in but. and, and, and working hard and doing my best with food and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you know, you're not going to do that. So it's
1: not going to happen. That yeah, it's it not going to happen overnight. It's and so, hard.
0: And it's not going to be lean if you do, but so say, you know, it, it may take you months and months and months to put on that fight. And if you could just. You know, maybe fit in three or four, a couple of days a week of some lifting. And if it, if it retain, it's very realistic that in a hundred pound right. loss, it might retain five or six pounds. Or oh so. yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll help you retain more. And that's you just buy yourself
1: six months, man. <laughs> you're just like, <laughs> and I like, have, and then the thing about it is, is you're, you're training that muscle early and. Part of the reason that um, it's it is difficult is if you haven't been athletic or you don't have the muscle maturity Which is me or muscle memory oh, yeah. yeah exactly it's that it's even more difficult to add the muscle so if you're say taking that six months while you 're dropping weight and you're building muscle maturity you're building that muscle memory. When you start to want to add more, it's even it's even more helpful that way. Um, The weightlifting does help you burn more calories because you're as the more more uh, lean body mass you have, the more calories you're going to burn. But again, the really the big thing is is it's almost impossible to lose just pure body fat. It 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 can happen. I've had it happen with clients where they can't come in all upset because they haven't lost any any weight. There's no weight loss at all i'm not getting results i'm not doing this well guess what you lost two and a half pounds of body fat and you gained two and a half pounds of muscle which is that is perfection you could not ask for anything better (laughs) than to have body fat loss and muscle gain at the same time almost impossible to do you have to have everything dialed in right and so I'm giving them high fives, I'm slapping, and I'm all dancing in the street and just all excited. And sometimes they're still like, but I didn't lose any weight. I'm like, okay, you're missing the whole point. Yeah, yeah. I don't care about the scale that much. I mean, I use it so I know how much, you know, what the composition and where it's growing and where it's, what's going on. But, um, but yeah, time you can hold on to more of that muscle that you already have because your body already has it and you can keep it, you're going to do better. And that's why I, you know, I like some, some form of, of a, uh, seeing where you're going out with, with the body composition, whether it be a handheld or it be a calipers or whatever is because it's important if you're losing, you know, um, 50% uh, of your weight from body fat and 50% from muscle, effectively your body composition is really not changing. It is slowly going down as your weight goes down, but effectively it's not changing, which means when you hit that goal weight, it's going to be that much harder to hold it. So, I mean, on that is out- a
0: really good point, you know, because that's it, it,
1: because we've, you know, we've really always talked about sustainability. Yeah. What we don't want to do is we don't want to have someone yo-yo diet, you know, with weight, because typically what also happens is when you get down to that lower weight where the body fat and the muscles going together is all of a sudden it's like, okay, this is not really sustainable anymore. And you start eat. Okay. Or, or it is sustainable, but you're thinking, okay, now I can eat more again because I don't want to lose weight anymore. Well, you have less muscle. So you've t- in essence basically trained your body to live off what you're eating. Whereas if you're lifting, you're holding a little bit more muscle. So now your body's going, I still need a little bit more. So when you go back up to eating more, you don't gain the weight back. But what'll happen is you they, most people will lose an equal amount of muscle and body fat, just diet and cardio, diet and cardio, diet and cardio. Right. And all of a sudden then they're going, okay, I've reached my weight. I can go back to eating normal again. But they've trained their body that the diet amount or that twelve hundred calories or two thousand or whatever the number is that they're eating is normal. So all of a sudden, when they gain it back, now they gain more muscle, or excuse me, they gain more body fat and less muscle. So now oh, they just try to, the other way, yeah. And so now they try to lose it again, and each and every time they're losing muscle and making it harder and harder and harder to drop that body fat. And that's why a lot of times with my weight loss clients, um, the first month, six weeks, oftentimes I'm like, you're actually oftentimes not even going to see a scale difference. Because we're going to actually try to, in in essence, keep or even add a little bit of muscle to get that balance back. So at least you're level again, and then we can see the body fat go down quicker than the muscle. And pretty soon you get into that higher caloric burn and everything. And that's just a challenge uh, for a lot of people to
0: to visualize. Some I can I can attest to it though. Like literally, because it snuck up on me because I was just doing what right. you suggested, and you were looking out for that, right? And I got lucky that I, you know, I have a trainer that did that right. <laughs> that actually you know? cared, yeah. But, but man, I can tell you, it is, it is, it's almost not fair. It is to tell any somebody. I don't, you don't talk about it all the time because it's it it's like it's mean cuz well, cuz you're like you know i eat a lot right and and i can eat a lot and and it's and it's not just because i'm gaining right now you know i if i if i just do kind of a normal sort of workout right in a day an hour workout of not super extreme anything not pushing it overly and, hard and i i have a day where i walk around you know a little bit going to school and stuff right i'll burn 3200 calories yep you know which means that if i want to stay the same i can eat 3200 calories, calories which is a lot of food a lot I of food care. yeah i mean it's it's shocking and and it it's like i said what's really weird is because it's almost like it's not fair when you start because you're so far it's the composition that's so far out correct that i and i didn't really catch this until we've been through it so many times especially again now Um, when, when it's out like that, it's, it's not fair to you because you're, you're like on the backside of the power curve. Everything you do makes it harder. Yes. And yet, and then it it really can flip the other way. And I, you just pushed me there and I got there and then I was like, holy crap, you know, and I discovered that when I ate less than that and started losing weight again. Right. You know, and I'm like, I don't want to lose weight. Oh crap. I got to eat more. Right. And, and realize that it can go the other way as well. And if you stay on that other side. Right. And that's why I think just to tie all this together, that's why, you know, you were absolutely correct when I started. I was interested in weight because when you're that far out, weight is kind of interesting. You know, right? That's it's easy that's to
1: see, easy to see, easy to understand.
0: But really, composition is more important. And then when you get down closer, it becomes obvious to you that composition is right. more because if you're like me, even if you did pretty well at keeping some of that, you're like. Right. Dude, I look like a skinny guy. That's not <laughs> like, any, that's not cool,
1: you know. It doesn't look like I put in five, six days a week, couple no. hours a day for six no. months. And it I, doesn't look like I'm doing that. I it looks get like that.
0: Yeah, I want that. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, you know, so so then composition becomes important because you realize that that look look is composition. You know, yes, it is. And then you're <laughs> like, all about composition for the most part, and then the final I think kind of position that you run into is that it's it becomes so. And I think this is funny because people would ask me, "Oh, what's your goal?" You know, and you're right. like, "Oh." Two hundred pounds, you know. Right, and then eventually it was like, you know, my goal is really, you know, fifteen percent. Right, and then eventually it becomes weight and by weight and composition. Yes, because weight is really an indicator of size, and yep. composition <laughs> is 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 how much you're willing to put in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How
1: much how how much extra effort, at, you know, accuracy, you know, do you want to put in, and how much definition do you want, and you know, look like okay. I'm I'm at a, a size and a, and a definition that with a shirt on, you can still tell I work out. So yeah. And that's know, actually that's easy. And that's, and that's, that's
0: not so bad,
1: yeah. actually. You know, and, and the nice thing is... The shirt it, off is the hard part. That is a lot harder. But you know, and it, it may sound egotistical, but guess what? It's a motivator. It is. You know, it's you. like, you know, I'm hey, you. I... Like this, you know, and or you know the other other motivator is do, how do do you look? Does your significant other are they happy with how you yeah. look? You know, you know. And, I mean, I had to check. I was as I was doing a bulking phase, and you know, i was getting getting bigger and adding the size. I checked a couple times with Marcia. I'm like, are you okay with this? Yeah, because I'm you know I'm having fun. You know, I'm adding size, and she, you know, and she's she's fine with it. You know, I'm not going to bodybuilder huge. That's not what I'm. You know, where no, my goals are I've at. Never, but yeah. you know, I like the size. I like like the strength benefits that come with it. And, and uh, fortunately so does my wife.
0: That's awesome. So
1: it, it, it helps, you know, and you know, that really a lot of, again, what we do is we talk about that sustainability. Yeah. And that's really what a lot of it comes down to when, when we're talking scheduling, when we're talking, setting up the, you know, the proper food that you're eating and, and not doing anything overly radical, you know, and uh, when you're making radical changes, it's one of those things that it's, it's so hard on the body for one, and it's hard to sustain it because the definition of being radical is you're so far off that one mentally you might whether it's healthy or not, your mind probably can't handle it, and you're just gonna you're gonna slip back to where it is. but secondly, it's it's really hard on the body,
0: you yeah, know, these are things like super low carbs or not eating or things like that. You yeah, know? and it's like well, or I'm gonna drinking juice for two weeks, two right? weeks. It's
1: technically nutrient wise with the vitamins, yeah, pro-
0: you could do it, it's not it's not a question of whether they work or not. Right. Maybe it will work by work. I mean, you'll, you'll, you can move some specific, you know, uh, bar across the scale a little bit, like, right. like weight or whatever. But when it comes down to it, I, I just, those things scare me. Yeah. You know, well, and, 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 and rightly they should in that it's when it's, when you
1: make a radical change, it, it is just hard on the body. And, uh, it's it'd be like for for a smoker, you know, someone that had smoked most of their life and just suddenly giving it up cold turkey. Not a necessarily. It's not an unhealthy choice And well, most science will prove that, you know, I mean, although if you talk to Philip Morris, they might say, hey, smoking's healthy. They'd probably have a study, some scientists oh, in the, <laughs> <laughs>
0: they
1: got a scientist in the pocket or two that'll uh, say that. But it's a healthy choice. But it's a struggle. It's yeah. a really, really hard thing to do, and it can be hard on the body and cause mood swings and, and weight gain and and just a lot of other things. Most people aren't going to uh, disagree that it's a healthy choice. But again, it's a radical change, you know, and that's why the patch works and why they have so many other different things in the nicotine gum and that people do it because then, then it's not as radical. Yeah, they stop smoking, but they're weaning their body off the the physiological changes that are going on. And, and that's the same thing that happens with food because sure. you can't really wean yourself off food.
0: I mean, that's, well, I shouldn't say that's you can, awesome. but it's a bad choice. For, for not for long. Yeah, can. exactly. There's the, the, the changes that are going to happen are not going to be healthy. I had never thought about it in this exactly this way, but it seems to me that, that the, the really radical changes are, or the more radical the change the more specific the point and time in which that could be valuable. Yes, like like you know, it seems to me that just like a while back we talked about, well, a, a couple of podcasts back we talked about finding cost benefit analysis and finding what you know what makes sense for you. Like if uh, like like how you know changing from white to brown rice could be really valuable if right. you were had everything else lined If everything up else first. was in right in order. But if you don't, it's really not enough. It's not much change. You know, if you right. like brown rice, good do it. But I mean, if you like white, rice, just keep eating just, it. Just keep know? it. Yeah. I mean, cause cause the, the 1% won't matter. It's you not going to
1: make that big a difference.
0: Yeah. And, and this, you know, I think it, it's sort of similar with this. It's like, Uh, You know if you were relatively close and in a sustainable zone anyway, right And you wanted to do something that was a little bit more radical for a short time to make a short move And then when you stop you can sustain that because it's still within your zone of sustainability. Correct. Yeah And it was just it was just that shock. Maybe that works more. I'm still not entirely sold But maybe that works, right? But if you're like way out and you're looking for a way to, it seems like a shortcut and it's right. not, you know, it's just not. Well, the, the thing is, is if it's, if it's a radical enough change,
1: but it doesn't give you the results you want when we're talking body composition wise is scale weight. That may be the number you're looking to move. But again, if you go back to the 50% muscle and 50% you know body fat loss with that radical change, you really haven't helped yourself that much. And in many ways you've actually probably hurt yourself because now you've made that radical change, which means possibly the cravings for what you were eating before are gonna come back even stronger because you limited yourself so much that all of a sudden you're gonna be like, okay, now I'm gonna just go overboard. And so suddenly you've made some you know, some some headway, but then you reverse further back, you know, one step forward, two step backs type thing is that you you hurt yourself. And it's it's not necessarily a sprint. You know, losing weight is actually you know like we say a little bit easier and i know those of you that are losing weight will argue with me and, and say not and and any many of my clients you know i I'm, i don't remember if i shared this in the one of the first two podcasts i may have but you know i i'd been adding adding some size and had gotten some weight on and and i uh, was doing good and this was a couple of years back and uh caught a flu and uh, i usually don't get sick and this just kicked my butt i mean i was out for about seven days i mean i just for three or four days I, I was like on the couch and you know I'd wake up every now and then. There was, you know, Marsha had some Gatorade sitting there, drink, and I would pass out again. Well, by the end of it, I'd drop ten pounds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, again, some of it water weight, and I gained some of that back in there. But a fair amount was muscle. And a lot of my clients, when I tell them, "God, I just dropped ten pounds in you know in the week," when being sick of God, I wish I could do that. No, you don't. You don't really not, understand not that way. No. You know, but that goes right down to that radical change. Is again, it was I, I lost it fast. Which, if that would have been my goal to drop weight, I hit a number, but. I was much worse off at that point having that, and that was a forced radical change. Not a lot. I remember how we were
0: talking about how long it takes to put on five pounds of muscle. Yeah, that was not a happy (laughs) time in one week. In one week, you know, like six months back. Yeah, and because maybe last for you, but still.
1: But but either way, it was a good five to five to six pounds of muscle gone. I mean, 10 pounds yeah. total. But once I was able to start eating again, I was able to you know, but put someday. the glycogen stores back up in the muscles. They were able to move back up. But, but there was a good five to six pounds of, of muscle gone. And it, and I'd worked hard for that. Got it. Yeah. And, and it was it's a lot of pain, you know, but the nice thing is, is again, as, as upset as I was and as pissed off as I was, I took that being pissed off to motivate me, to get back in and work that much harder and, and get it back. Um, but again, that's, and that's where when we're, again, we get back to the whole, let's make sure whatever you're doing is term, is, is, is oriented on helping you be successful, getting to where you want to be and then being able to sustain it. And uh, it, again, it, it kind of talks like we had the, a, don't remember who it was from, someone called about uh, the pregnancy, and it really fits right into there, because like, that is a radical change. Your body, yeah. over the nine months, is going to change quite a bit. Um, but if we take the call, we can talk a lot about that.
2: Hey, guys, I have a quick question for you. Um, so I just found out I was pregnant. I'm, so I'm four weeks along, and I was just getting ramped up into like a trying to get back into the regular exercise groove, and I'm now in this four week Window where I can't yet see my OB because they refuse to see it for eight weeks, um, and I, my, I guess my main concern is the whole pregnancy blow-up thing, which I, <laughs> I had with my first kid. But I'm curious, what kind of things can I do? Um, what should I try to avoid? Any kind
0: of and she got cut off. Sorry but, about that. So, well, two things I'd say right
1: off. Congratulations for one. Yeah, uh, and uh, um, secondly, is that uh, keep in mind that as when you are pregnant, you should be gaining weight. That is part of it. It is healthy, even when you're when you're working out. So, definitely, you're going to see that that weight gain going on. Um, typically, what you're going to find, and again, always discuss this with your doctor. Use that as a kind of a caveat if when you're doing that. But typically. You don't really have to make that many major changes overall. You know, obviously, safety-wise, want to make sure you're not falling. You know, do, you know, Some of the balance work, if you were using a BOSU and you know doing some kind of crazy balance stuff, definitely be more careful on there. But what you do, still want to do is actually, as best as possible, work in some good weight training as well. Because what that's going to do is that's going to help you to keep muscle. And since you're going to be eating for two, most likely means you're going to be eating more and gaining weight. Well, just like where Chuck is on a gaining phase, you're going to gain muscle with that. Huh. So that is actually a good thing because when at the end of the pregnancy, when you're going to drop the weight, you're going to have more muscle, which means more calories burned, and you're going to be, <laughs> have a good routine going. You're going to be able to drop that excess weight a little bit, a little bit faster, um, which is a good thing, along with the different uh, aspects of it. In the first trimester, typically you know, most, uh, most OB uh, GYNs are going to tell you you don't have to make a lot of major changes. You can still continue to do pretty much the same workouts that you have been doing. You're going to want to watch blood pressure and body temperature. Um, as you hit the second and third trimester, again, you're going to have to watch where your body temperature is going even more so because as you get hotter, the womb also gets hotter and it, it affects the baby even more. Uh-huh. Um, so you're going to want to be careful in there. And then as you're adding the weight and, and showing more, you're going to want to be more careful about definitely doing anything prone because you don't wanna take the chance of falling and, and uh um and you know, hurting the baby. Um you don't wanna be putting excess weight on it as you lay prone. Um and again, typically for any of the clients that I've worked with that have gotten um pregnant, by the end of the second and beginning of the third trimester, typically I won't have them doing treadmill anymore. Simply because again, though not Because they can't do it or it's bad for the heart rate or anything, but more from a balance point of view is your balance has shifted a lot at that point. If you stumble, the treadmill doesn't stop. It will shoot you off the back or out of a safety issue. I can speak to that. (laughs) (laughs) If you've ever really pushed it, you probably have gotten shot off or stopped and looked at somebody and forgot to keep walking and it keeps going so elliptical dropped, seated
0: row dropped an, a yeah. phone or something yeah and looked down oh i can
1: grab that oh boom wait i'm on the ground what happened not only did you almost step on the phone but you got shot off the back yeah. of the treadmill <laughs> with the phone yeah so <laughs> yeah. which is even worse yes. as you're pregnant and so yes. typically they'll you know put you on something that if you start to lose the balance you need to stop you can stop yeah. and you're good nice. Um, when you start doing your lifting lifting your weights stability balls are in this or sometimes called a swiss ball will be one of your best friends because you can still do your crunches. You got your lower back supported. You can do, you know, shoulder press from seated from there. You can do the squats with the, the ball behind the back. A lot of different things that you can do. Biggest thing to watch is you really want to listen to your body and you really want to have a good close relation with your doctor and saying, okay, is there anything I should be looking for? Um, again, definitely comes in if you've ever had complications with a pregnancy in the past. Um, but, you know, you you know, I've seen a lot of times, um, women working right out, right up into before they give birth. We've actually had a number of the group X instructors that I've seen that, I mean, they're up there teaching class the week before they're going to mature. I mean, and they're still going hard because their body's used to it. Yeah. They're able to keep going. You're not going to, you're not going to be able to push extra hard, but you should still be able to continue to be in there and be active. Listen to your body is the, is really the big important part. Make sure that you're watching your body, you know, your core temperature and how hot you're getting. Um, being very careful about any of the supine, especially as you're getting closer to the end of the second and the third trimesters. Because, again, more weight as you lay back on your back. How are you doing it? And that's where the stability ball comes in because it still gives you support and you're not flat on your back. And so it becomes a really good useful tool at that point. Um, definitely would take out any angled leg press. Where the 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 weight is pressing down, right, um, you've right. got to be you've got to definitely be careful. You're gonna any of the exercises a lot more machines because at that point, if something comes up, just drop it. Yeah, you're not gonna get hurt. Oh, yeah. You know, sense. it's just gonna it's gonna go down. But you should be able to still do a lot. Um, remember, you are gonna gain weight, and that's where the 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 resistance training, the weight training is gonna help because as you're eating more, you are gaining that muscle as well. So that I think is gonna be. But it also goes along to what we we're talking to is sustainability because. Once you then give birth, you're going to be in better shape as you give them birth. Should make your make the birthing process easier. Um, at least, and I had a number of clients that have been pregnant, and all of them have said it's it has really helped out. Um, but the nice thing is, is then you're already still in that routine. You go back to working out, and you're like, "Wait, I just dropped, you know, however many pounds, you know, the, at you know, least f- six f- or eight time. pounds of baby, baby plus everything enough. else. So you're like, okay, twenty pounds is gone. This is better." This is easier, um
0: fastest weight loss ever, yeah, exactly, like boom <laughs> it's
1: gone, and uh but again, it moves you right along that same pathway of, okay, I've done it up to now, it's sustainable through the pregnancy, and guess what, now I'm even stronger. And it's, I can keep doing what I'm doing. You know, again, I've heard there's been a lot of, you know, different cravings that you get, you know, might be strange. So your eating habits might be, uh, might change a little <laughs> bit at that point. But uh, I think that's a given, yeah. You know, but again, you're going to be able to continue doing what you're, what you were doing. Um, just again, uh, through the pregnancy, always watch your, you know, watch the body. The morning sickness can oftentimes affect how motivated you are to get into the gym and do things. And um, if you can work through it, even even better but uh but don't beat yourself up if if you're not up for it either just realize that you know it's a it's over 9 months so you've got you know plenty of time to to make up for that that day if you miss it at that point
0: yeah i think that's a i think that's a great theme and i think you know in wrapping up i think that's probably the theme of today's podcast is yeah just do something you can do
1: forever for the next three, four hundred years, however long you want to live. Yeah, we're talking about here. So yeah,
0: I I really feel like uh, the the best advice that I, I I don't know that you can give it or that it can be accepted, but uh, just the idea that that the sooner you're on a long-term sustainable process, the better life will be. Definitely, you know, <laughs> I know, and I have to
1: agree with that a hundred percent because that's something that you can look at consistent changes consistent you know enjoyable sticking with it i'm eating good what i want i'm working out and getting the results i want and i'm going to have that for
0: for the long term you know what even just from a speed standpoint that is the fastest way to get where you really want to be it is overall in you the know? in the long run you will get there faster Doing it that way, because if you rush to a goal and then you fall off of it and you come back to it and you fall off it, and you come back to it versus the person there 's something and and i don 't know how to say this clearly, but it 's almost like multipliers you know if you're, it is if you 're looking at like if you play guitar hero you know when you st- <laughs> after you 've hit the right notes for long enough, it just starts multiplying your yep. score that 's kind of how it works it's it 's like if you if you choose the fast, just get that one riff and miss the next one. Right. you get x number of points but if you like focus on that ongoing yeah all of a sudden the multipliers start happening and exactly. it's like it gets easier which because you're still focusing and planning multiplies again and it and again, just all yeah. drives you into where you want to go and right. the fastest way to where you really want to be in the long term is the sustainable way. Is
1: exactly. You and know? and I
0: think that's that's I, I love the guitar hero
1: uh, <laughs> the comparison, you know, because it's it's just it it is. It's not about hitting the most difficult portion of it. Yeah. It's about hitting the most. It's about getting the biggest bang for your buck, the cost benefit analysis. It's like what what's gonna give me the best bang over this amount of time? And just hold yourself just, in that zone. Hold yourself in that zone. And the nice thing is is again, you're going to sometimes be above it, sometimes below it, but you know what? You're in that basic, yep. right in that general area, and it becomes this happen. Yeah, and it and it and it typically will be overall the fastest way to get to where you want to be. Well, you got
0: anything to to add? Wrapping up?
1: No, I think that's a good. I think that's a good finish. Uh, play Guitar Hero and hit your goals.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah! We'll see you next week. From everyone here at FitSmart and GWC, thanks for listening. If you have a question for us or you just have something to add to our discussion, we'd love to hear from you. You can give us a call at 214-296-9229. Just follow the instructions there to leave us a voicemail for inclusion in a future podcast. You can find more FitSmart and some of the friendliest people and fitness geeks around on the GWC website and forum at galacticwatercooler.com. Don't miss the Wolverines fitness forum and don't forget financial support from listeners like you keeps FitSmart and all GWC podcasts on the net each week. To find out how to donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash donate. We do our best to provide you accurate and valuable information on the FitSmart podcast, but to make personal fitness decisions, you need information tailored specifically to your unique health and life situation. So talk to your doctor or other health professionals before changing your eating or activity. Finally, the opinions expressed here are solely those of the host and do not represent those of the podcast network or the hosts' employers.